Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Amy Peacock, parlor chief policy officer and attorney who is an American writer, blogger, and professor of philosophy and law. A lot of other great credentials, a smart individual. Amy, good day, welcome. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Ritchie, how are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you for being here. We're gonna talk about free speech and government involvement around social media platforms. I don't wanna presume what you know or believe about this topic. So I will give you an opportunity to express your sentiment and then respond. Okay, sure, so the biggest thing is that I'm interested in preventing George Orwell's 1984 from becoming a reality. And I see social media platforms today being both the you know the bigger ones becoming nearly exclusive disseminators of important information and at the same time they collect a tremendous amount of personal information about people um, we also see that there are a number of problems with those big social media platforms centering around their algorithms perhaps their handling of speech their handling of private information um, Perhaps the content that they suggest to their users specifically might do them harm. We've seen a lot of this in the Francis Haugen whistleblower materials. So then the question is, how do you redress those harms without pushing us further towards Orwell's 1984? And so my contention is that the way that we should do this is not through any sort of government regulation, but instead through private lawsuits, perhaps class action lawsuits as solutions to these problems. You know, it's really interesting the way you brought that up because I actually agree with some of what you said. Um, I think the algorithm systems are harmful to individuals because of what we've been able to review based on whistleblowers. I think also mm -hmm. that they have a bottom line agenda because the more clicks and shares and views, it increases their profitability. And so they will continue to promote some of the most extreme content in order to get that type of public reaction. Now, here's where you and I may differ. I do want to see government regulation, common sense government regulation. And I'm not of the sentiment of, let's say, the Donald Trump class action lawsuit. I think that lawsuit is adversarial to freedom of speech. The lawyers who filed it realizes that it's antithetical to our understanding of private companies and the freedom of speech codified in the US Constitution. So I don't want to see that happen either. But I would like to get your thoughts on the move of the right, many, and a lot of this was led by Donald Trump, to say that Social media does not have a right to limit the speech of others on their platforms. What is your thought about that? Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. When you talk about the social media companies and they are restricting the speech that they allow on their platforms, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And I think a lot of so-called conservatives, whatever that means today, wouldn't have an issue with it if it were a purely private decision. What Donald Trump is alleging in his lawsuit is something called state action, okay? So it's not just that Facebook as a purely private company is independently on its own making decisions about what speech to remove or what speech to promote or demote in terms of visibility. 
what they're doing is they are actually consulting with trying to do the bidding of government officials. That's what Trump alleges, that's what, that's what needs to come out in the lawsuit. We need to see the facts, we need to have an impartial arbiter of fact adjudicate this. But assuming that that's true, this is something that I believe should be actionable. And at the same time, I think that the way to do it is not through a regulation. If you say that a regulation would be the way to handle this sort of issue, I would ask you what regulation and how, what would the formulation look like? Because my concern with it is that you're going to create a long-term entanglement between government and these social media platforms, which is a recipe for Big Brother. If you let the government be the arbiter of what gets to appear on social media or who gets access to your private information, then that's a scary situation in my book. I got you, but Trump is literally arguing in the lawsuit opposite of what you just proclaimed. Trump's lawsuit argues that government should actually regulate by stopping companies from being able to regulate his speech. And you have the 230 statute, which I think is dead on arrival as part of his defense structure that has been argued unsuccessfully before. So literally, Trump is asking for government regulation, but for a different reason. So I don't see him as asking for government regulation. And insofar as he is asking for government regulation, I disagree with him. What I see the lawsuit as providing the potential for is surgically addressing the problem without creating that further entanglement between government and social media because you know next time it might be a republican in office and if there were some sort of regulation again you'd have to tell me exactly what you have in mind but any sort of regulation that's going to talk about what they can do about speech or how their algorithms have to operate any of those are going to be worded in a way that is necessarily vague or subjective in certain ways and it's going to depend on whoever's in power in the administration okay. at the time to be able to control speech, that's the concern. But, but Amy, think about what you're saying. So first of all, the class action lawsuit is saying we need the government or the court to tell companies what they can and cannot do as far as regulating a private platform. That's literally inviting regulation. Is not no, but see, see courts are different, right? Courts are different because a court has a distinct case and somebody has to come forth and say, here is the injury that was done to me. Here are the principles under which I'm entitled to some sort of redress. And then the court gives redress for those particular injuries, hopefully laying down some sort of principle so that future litigants who can show injuries can get the same thing. But there's no ongoing annual reports and compliance and some bureaucrat breathing down the neck of the social media companies. Okay. It's you know injury redress and you're right. done, it's a, it's a surgical exercise. All right, so great, so you want social media companies to not have immunity for what's posted, right? You want the statute 230 on Well, okay, so that, that's, that's more complicated, right? So okay. section, section 230, the principle behind it I think is good, which mm -hmm. is that Agreed. social media companies are not 
liable for what the users post on the platforms. But what Justice, Justice Clarence Thomas has proposed in a statement that he made in connection with the case Malwarebytes versus Enigma. Mm-hmm. He is suggesting that you interpret Section 230 in a way that is more narrow than what they have been currently doing. And in so doing, you would hold the social media companies liable not for the user contribution to the content, but whatever they contribute to the content. So for example, a false label that they put on it, like the John Stossel case, or even if you say that the algorithms have elevated the reach of certain types of content and suppressed the reach of other types of content, or if you have banned somebody altogether, they could potentially be held liable for what they have done to the content, their contribution to the content. All right, and section 230 or statute 230, um, I get the why, but there are exceptions to it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, egregious actions can still be brought into court of law and you can win uh, based right. on section 230 still being intact. You don't need another common law interpretation in order to win uh, and not have section 230 applied. So let me just go back to the simplest form here, the first amendment of the constitution. Which says Congress should not make a law to abridge the freedom of speech of a citizen. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what it says. The last time I checked, Twitter, Facebook, they are not the US Congress. And that's in a way, that's the argument that Trump is making. Think about the danger and think about the precedent it sets. If Trump successfully argues that a private company no longer has the right to say, listen, if you use the N word, get the hell up out of my platform. If you use a language that's derogatory to women, get the hell up out of my platform. He's saying he doesn't want companies to have that justification to eliminate people from their yeah, private see, platform. So, insofar as he's arguing that in his case, I disagree, right? So, I think okay. again, so long as they're acting entirely privately as private companies and making those types of decisions, they should have the discretion. But we don't have that today. We do not have a free market. You probably watched as I did the press conference when Jen Psaki talked about the fact that the Biden administration were they were flagging to Facebook users and content that they deemed to be so called misinformation. To me, it is very dangerous if our government starts dictating what is and isn't misinformation, what is and isn't allowed to appear on platforms online and okay. newspapers, etc. But Amy, all due respect, every communication platform in America virtually has some level of consultation or regulation from the federal government. The show that we're on right now is regulated by the FCC, Federal Communications Commission. The radio show I do in the morning is regulated by the same entity because we don't own the airwaves. The internet is regulated by state, interstate and commerce laws. That's another government interplay. Virtually every form of communication in the United States of America and beyond has a consultational coordination with the US government. So I don't see how you all of a sudden unravel that because your logic would suggest that every communication platform should be subject to this lawsuit proclamation where sure. there's no government entanglement whatsoever when the truth is you can't no, get no, no. there. So, so, so again, there's a very narrow doctrine, the state action doctrine. But what you're talking about this long, at least decades long tradition of regulation of media, 
it is dangerous in and of itself. The fact that it's been going on forever doesn't mean that it hasn't been taking away some of our freedom, it has. But I'm arguing that with respect to these social media platforms, the danger is much more heightened because again, the social media companies are both disseminating the information right. and they are also collecting tremendous amount of personal information. Right, and I get little, you know, little fact, I wrote an amicus brief in United States versus okay. Facebook, in which I argued that the consent order between the FTC and Facebook was giving access to personal Facebook user data to the FTC and the DOJ that I saw as a dangerous thing. So this is not only about free speech, it is a lot about free speech, but it's also about privacy. That yeah, we don't want the government having control over all yeah, of this. And I get listen, I get that a hundred percent. But once again, I think that's a different argument. But I will ask you this very simple question. Should social media platforms be able to tell someone who uses the N-word bye? You have to go. If it's only them, yes. What does that if it's mean? It's only them. So if they're making it as a decision of a private company and we have a free market and other yeah. platforms can compete and say, well, we, you know, on Parler, we don't say goodbye, but we put it behind what we call a trolling filter. And so we let you, the individual user, decide whether you want to see that content. Okay. Many people don't, right? But you have, and but, so that's but here's how we the thing, do. Amy, thank you for saying that because you just yeah. proved my point. Parler is a private company. Parler says, here's how we're going to handle speech issues on our platform. We're going to restrict it, but not disallow it totally, correct? Yes, but Facebook okay, is not acting that way today, nor that is They're Trump. not doing it like you, they're not doing it like Parler. But they have the right to do it the way they choose to do it based on them being a private company and not the United States Congress, which is not a violation of the if First Amendment of the US Constitution. If that's what they're doing, you and I agree, if that's what okay. they're doing, we'll see it in court. Thank you so much, Amy, exhilarating, Thank I appreciate you. you.